This is Arvid Herlagor uh, from Greenleaf at Epitome of Stupidity. gentlemen welcome to episode 86 of epitome of stupidity Woo! that's one more than 85 85 was a good one you should go back and listen to it, it after you listen to this after this this is uh as far as i'm concerned this is still your favorite allegedly metal podcast in the background there we've got fucking green leaf the song is march on higher ground it is good it is being played today because we should third time's a charm here uh be having arvid of the band we tried this before on here in a little bit we've tried this twice oh wow and uh things have not worked for one reason or another one time was the record button didn't work uh another reason that we're that, that i waited till now to kind of try to suss this out again and do it is because we are going to do our albums of the year after the conversation with him so stay tuned with that and greenleaf wait wait, wait. you said we you were doing albums sure of the year. whatever i am not uh, anyways, Greenleaf may have something to do with that. Uh, so we're going to skip the usual goofiness here. Um, the uh, that makes for great audio. Which part? The, the sucking of the, the teeth. sucking. Okay, I just wanted to make sure it was that or the. Uh, <laughs> um, Brimminghorn. This is a good time to talk about Brimminghorn. They're pretty great. If you go to their website, BrimminghornMeadery.com. You can order some delicious mead from them. And if you use the code EPITOMEAD, E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D, they will give you a 10% discount and then ship that shit right to your door. And it will be delicious and you will feel festive. You will drink it. And you will like people around you even more. It'll be great. And if you were thinking of, what do I get these, these podcast guys for Christmas? I love these guys. They really need, they deserve, they work hard, they deserve a present. Deserve's probably the wrong word. But Hit up Clint, he'll give you his home personal address, and you can mail him some mead. You're damn right you can. 10% off mead, so it's, it's jolly at a discount, okay? Wins for everybody. Right. Everybody. Um, yeah, I think that's enough, Brian. Let's okay. see if we can get somebody from Sweden. I think he's in Sweden. So we're going to call Arvid, right? Is that Arvid? Arvid. 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 Apparently we've talked to him before. You're terrible. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that had to been like a year ago, in my defense. No, it was summer. It was like one of the first ones we tried to do. Summer at was a year ago. It was like one of the first ones we tried to do at Cretchen. Oh God. So I'm sorry, Arvid. Delete most of this out. <laughs> no, this is this is gold right here. Uh, so I got a. What numbers did I dial last time? Buddy, oh, you can't rely on me to remember everything for you. Do 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 do. Back to Nickelodeon. Bye. Wait. Hi. <laughs> and on the line, we have Arvid of Greenleaf. I am still not pronouncing his name right, but that's because I can't get my tongue to work like it's supposed to to say his name. Arvid, how are you this Sunday? I'm fine. 
I'm good. I'm um, I am um, at my parents' country house, or like, yeah, it's their home, but it's like my country house because <laughs> I'm I'm very often here with my with my daughter. And, and where? In the, keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. In, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's up in the valleys. The state is called the valleys in Sweden. It's in like Sweden. Uh, north, north of Sweden. Sort of. gorgeous. Or, or like in the middle, but to to most people, it would be north. North of west. So, yeah. <laughs> it sounds... So, and it's nice. It's snowy and it's pretty cold. And uh, it's been a, like a really sunny day here. And we've been outside the whole day. And so it's been, it's it's good. Sounds like a good Christmas setup. It's snowing, it's cold, and we've been outside all day, said the Sweden. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 but that's like, that's the way you do it here, right. sort of. So, <laughs> so to uh, get us off yeah. and running here, you guys' latest album, uh, Echoes from a Mass, is just fucking amazing. It is so good. Uh, if you would like, I know that you guys have announced some tours and some shows and stuff, and we'll talk about that here in a few but if you want to take a couple minutes to vent about not being able to play these damn things live because of the weirdness that has been the past two years at this point, please do so now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really weird, but it's, um, I think for for us, and for me at least, it was like 220 was like a, a really shitty year in every opinion. It was like... Uh, I got divorced like like two months before uh, COVID started, and then all the shows were canceled, and yeah, my life just basically <laughs> sucked oh. in every way. Uh, but at the same time, maybe it was good because I had more time to like get my shit together uh, and stuff, and also we got a lot of time to to make this record, then I think that was in the end kind of a good thing. The uh, by now I'm re by now I'm really tired of, of the whole pandemic thing. I, <laughs> everybody is, of course. But right. It's like it's like get this shit over with, sort of. It's like <laughs> sort um, of because now because now we're just looking forward to to the shows in the spring, and uh, I hope they will happen be happening you know because now it's it's all over again it's like germany is getting more and more covid cases again and it's yeah but it, but it's um i don't know somehow it's like it, it is it, it is what it is it's like it's there's not much you can do about it but but yeah i i hope it will end soon the amen to that man it, it, uh, we we certainly hope the same damn thing, not just for ourselves, but for you guys, so that you can get out and start playing these things. Um, it, yeah, th this album itself feels like moodier, if not darker, than most Greenleaf stuff. I'm assuming the divorce and the just overall shitty year kind of played into that. Yes, in many ways, it was like uh, I I think, especially since I'm writing all the lyrics and. And, uh, I mean, mostly me and Tommy write the songs together, but also the whole band is very involved in the writing process. But, but, but yeah, maybe this is the most personal album for me because almost every lyric is sort of a 
reflection of what's happening, what was happening around me. And it was kind of hard not to write about it. You get really like almost too self-involved when you're feeling like shit. <laughs> so I had to like put it out in some way. And, and Echoes from a Mass was sort of a, a gateway through to getting the emotions out. And many of the songs are like different moods of how I was feeling, you know, like, <laughs> like needle... In my eye, for example, that's like an angry, an angry reflection of what was happening and what have we become is maybe more like a, a sad, like a, more about the sorrow of what you lost from before. And so, so it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess that's why it's, it feels more, a bit darker for being Greenleaf and maybe less, you know, upbeat. Uh, and I think kind of uh, when I, I kind of feel that Tommy noticed how I was feeling and kind of maybe it, it kind of, uh, you know, I don't know how to say it, but yeah, it, it kind of got off on the rest of the band as well. So, so everybody just got into that mood a little bit <laughs> when we were writing the songs, sort of. Yeah, it kind of yeah. affected the way that the like riffs a, were being written. Joint, like a joint force <laughs> yeah. of feeling like crap. Is that empathy? <laughs> Is that what that's yeah. Kind of, but um, yeah, no, it, it certainly comes through, man. Some of those, yeah, some of those songs, like you were saying? Uh, those songs, that you know, the lyrical themes make them heavy, and and the way the feel comes through, the music just kind of adds to it. You know, you guys. Obviously, this isn't meant as like a, a bad thing or anything, but you guys are never going to be considered the world's heaviest band. But some of these songs are heavy because of the way they come across and those themes, and you can just kind of feel the just the shittiness behind where they're coming from. Yeah, and also in the recording process for this for this uh, record, I did all the all the vocal takes in one day, like ten. 10 songs straight up and wow. almost all of the songs I did at one take Jeez. because I didn't want them to be, I wanted them to feel real, you know, because uh, usually you kind of, you do a couple of lines and then you do a cut and then you do a couple of lines more to save the voice, but also to get everything exactly in tune and that kind of stuff. But on this record, I wanted everything to be really honest. And the, and the guys agreed with me on that. So we did we did all the vocals in one day. And that's pretty rough on the voice. So you can really hear it on the last songs I, that I was recording that I was kind of <laughs> I didn't I didn't have much voice left. Right. But, but it but it sounded in one way it sounded better because it was like yeah. It was more honest that way. Do you remember specifically? Because uh, the lyrics were so important for me on this record. Right. I really wanted them to feel. And, and I also with the mixing, we told Daniel to put them a little bit closer to, to the listener. Uh, and there isn't that much overdubs on this one at, on Trails and Passes, for example, which is very dubbed in the lyrical, in the vocal lines. But on this one, it's more straightforward in many of the songs, uh, mixing-wise. 
So, uh, so yeah, it, it is a, a more honest record in that way. And I, I, I'm really proud of it. And I'm also proud of myself for letting it be that way because it's really tough when you're the lead singer to kind of back off from yourself and realize how you actually sound. It's kind of a psychological demon. Uh, at least uh, the, it, uh, the, the more records you record, the better you get at listening to yourself. But it's hard, man. It's like, because it always sounds better in your head. <laughs> huh. That's just the way it works. Right. The, uh, did, I, I guess that all kind of lends itself to ask, did you record them in order? What, what songs were towards the end there where you were running out of gas, kind of? Well, for example, like, I think I recorded at least the seventh song. I remember I recorded Needle in My Ass, the seventh song. And after that one, I was kind of choking because I, I, I pushed so much towards that song. So on What Have We Become, the last song, that's like the last song we recorded. And after that, I couldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> because cause at the... Do you know the the vocal lines in the ending, the choir? Yeah, right, right. I I, I I kind of poured everything out. So after that, I had nothing left. So they were like, okay, if you want to do any more takes now, it's not going to be possible. <laughs> I, 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 so, I sounded like Tom Waits after that. Like, that's fucking, that's awesome, man. It, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to, it's a good way to describe it. And it's a good way to get, this particular album for you and your particular circumstance across and you know it's good to be able to have a laugh about it after the fact um yeah yeah it's also kind of funny because i i noticed that because i did the lead for when i did the lead for needle in my eye there is this low part where where i go down one octave octave uh, and and i get this kind of mark lennigan voice-ish sound and it, it and we laughed so much about it after the first take because it sounded like almost like we had mark lennigan featuring us in <laughs> right, the song. right right and, and <laughs> because, i mean because my my voice was sore already because it, i sang the two verses so hard uh, before that verse uh, but yeah <laughs> yeah nobody's but, ever uh, going to complain about mark lennigan right <laughs> no 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 that's, um, that's really fine with me <laughs> The um, but yeah, is there is there anything else about the recording process or the writing that you want to talk about through this? Yeah, you know, as far as like musical, well, I don't know. We, we we kind of we kind of have the basic like the same way of writing every time. We we usually Tommy comes up with a couple of riffs first, and he sends them over to me by usually by internet because we don't live in the same city. And then I work on some ideas, and I we kind of do an arrangement together on the phone like we, we talk about how the song should be, be be built and what type of hooks we're we're using and that sort of stuff and then we meet up in the rehearsal room and then we get the song together and then everybody is involved and we usually take a lot of time with the drums because in greenleaf the drums are kind of key to everything because basta has this drive through every song and it's really important that that dynamic is low and high at all times. You know, that's the type of build because we only have bass, guitar, and and drums and vocals. So it's like it's really important that, yeah, 
we go through the dynamic very specifically. And it's the same when we record. We, we take a lot of time to figure out the dynamics. Also because it works really well afterwards when we're playing live. Because Greenleaf is very much a live band in every sense. It's like we always think a lot about how the songs will be live when we're recording. And we also do everybody together al almost all the time when we're recording. So it's like a, it's, it's an old way of recording. Right, we right. We never do track by track except for the vocals. That's fucking so, cool, man. I love that shit. I, I, that's, yeah. that, that's cool. Um, yeah. So. Oh, and yeah, we do some guitar overdubs and yeah, a couple of solos. But basically, everything sure. is recorded live ground step sort of so that's yeah. awesome um so these last two albums have included you uh and it seems like the lineup you know greenleaf has had some lineup changes over the years but it, it seems like hopefully the things have kind of <laughs> yeah, we, ch we change bass players quite often <laughs> right i, it's, uh, I love the bass, i love the video there for good old goat making fun of that, that yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's also funny because it's made from peter from lowrider who used to sing in greenleaf and also is a bass player so it's kind of a really, <laughs> it's a really funny idea he came up with. But, yeah, that's. Uh, and it's it's not like we hate bass players or anything. It's just <laughs> it's just been that way that they just the guys who play the bass can't play anymore. So so we have to change. <laughs> that's funny. But it's not like Tommy hate is hating bass players or anything <laughs> like that. Because I've heard some rumors that people think that he has this thing against bass players, but it's. It's not like that. We all we all kind of have a thing against bass players. Oh, shut honest. the fuck yeah, up! That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're kind of the easiest ones to take out and change. As right? Well, yeah, because no one cares. <laughs> I mean, who notices when they yeah, leave? No one. Right. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. so this is your second Greenleaf album, and obviously Greenleaf has been around. It's the, it, no, it's the it's the fourth. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I get I get my twos and fours yeah. mixed up sometimes. It, I, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because I changed my name, so that's why everybody thinks oh. that we changed. because uh, because my name before was Arvid Johnson, and now it's Arvid Hellagord. So okay. that's a bit confusing. All right. I'm singing on Trails and Pastures. Uh, I thought it sounded uh, similar. Rise above the meadow, hear the rivers. Right. And, uh, Echoes from a map. Well, it, yeah. the 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 question I want to ask you is: Is this newest album your favorite Greenleaf album? Right now, it is. <laughs> <Of course> it's... <laughs> but you know, we're gonna make a new album at some point, and then that's probably my favorite. But but maybe it's it's definitely the most personal album. Sure. Uh, I, I'm really proud about Trails and Passes because that's my first album, and it's maybe the most popular so far as well. Okay. And, and and there are some songs on that album that I'm like I'm particularly proud about and that's maybe Ocean Deep and Eyes Wide Open that have become kind of anthems for Greenleaf and I'm I'm I think it's pretty funny that we wrote them cuz I I on Trills and Passes I basically wrote all the lyrics and all the vocal lines in 2 weeks. Uh because I was so excited about joining Greenleaf because uh, I really loved Dozer back in the days and I'm right. younger than the other guys. So, so I was, I had a, I had like a, 
a small stoner band when I was a kid and we were supporting Dozer at some point and that was like a really cool thing for me and then a couple of years later Tommy called me and he was like yeah you want to sing in Greenleaf and I was like so I'm going to play with you yeah and I was really excited <laughs> I bet man yeah. that's cool as hell I was kind of a fan becoming the singer so so that was like really cool for me and then I I was so excited that I kind of wrote the whole album for <laughs> yeah it took two weeks and, and, it, and it got really good. So, so, so Chaos and Path is like, is also like really important for me, but, 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 but yeah, the last album is the most personal one. Absolutely. And I, I'm really happy with how it sounds and the songs. And usually I'm not, I am happy about the songs, but then I don't like how it sounds. That that's usually the way it is for me with 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 the albums. But it all I've worked out this so time. Far, that it's all always something like, ah, fuck, this song should have sounded better, you know? Right. <laughs> it's just, we have that about all of our songs. But but uh, yeah, I I think that's very common. Right. With, with like, you ha you always have this picture in your head of how it's supposed to sound, and then it doesn't, um, and it's fine anyway. But you know, yeah. But you feel yeah. good about all no, the songs I'm on really this one. Proud about the last one. Yeah. yeah, you should be, because again, it's a great album. Um, Thank you. The uh, I, I don't I, let's uh, I I I asked this question the first time we had you on, and Brian kind of rolled his eyes at me, and I'm going to do it again any damn way. Is the translation yeah. from Swedish to English ever a problem? Uh, the trans. Translation, right? Or write writing in for English. Me, yeah, for me, I've been writing lyrics in English for so long. Uh, maybe since I was thirteen or something. And I also, I have a really, I um, uh, well, I, I grew up in Sweden, but I, I my 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 dad was a is a was a journalist, a, a correspondent in Asia. So I lived in Singapore for half a year and I, I talked a lot of English as a kid. So, so nowadays I kind of, when I'm writing lyrics, I kind of think in English before Swedish. It's right. strange, but it's, it's just been that way. But so, but but sometimes I have to check the grammatics and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. But 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 usually it's right if it feels right. So for me, it hasn't been a big problem. But I know that some other people have technical problems with it. It's What's... weird though for <laughs> for me <laughs> because if I, I try to write lyrics in Swedish, uh, but it's doesn't sound cool to me. <laughs> so I can't. So so I can't do it. it. It's kind of, it's kind of nice for a person that isn't really English to write in English. I think because it you 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 kind of go into this. It's like you. It, it's the same with me on stage. I'm much more comfortable talking English on stage than Swedish. That is uh... because I I, 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 it's kind of like being an actor, you know. You go into this. I have this rock and roll version of myself. <laughs> that's that, awesome. That, 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 I, that, that, that I that I use 
when I'm on stage and when I'm playing with Greenleaf and when I'm writing songs and then at home I'm this kind of lumberjack boy who's just <laughs> like uh, cries all the time. And, yeah. It's like a really soft, nice guy, I hope. At least. Soft, but, nice but, lumberjack. Yeah, yeah so, so and I think it's kind of good to have that because otherwise it will get to your head. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's also like, yeah, you get this kind of, um, uh, yeah, well, every, yeah, it gets less personal and I kind of like that, you know? Okay. So, so, so I kind of like writing in English, but you get better at it all the time because in the beginning, it's like you just, you just make up a bunch of cool words that fits together. <laughs> and it, it doesn't really mean anything, but but as you progress as a songwriter, you kind of involve more of your emotions every time you you write. Sure. So yeah, you you really get better at it because, but it's the same with all crafts, I guess. It's like uh, if you do something a lot, hopefully you will get better at it. Amen so, to that. Yeah. yeah. You think we'd do that with yeah. this fucking podcast? <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, yeah, yeah, man, you should you should have seen the first lyrics I wrote when I was a kid. Well, uh, this is kind well, of a. I, I had a band that was called Moskovich that was a kind of this like seventies rock band, and I, our 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 like our most popular song was named Glory Hole. <laughs> and we didn't know what a glory hole was. <laughs> Do not let me forget the hashtag glory. Came came from heaven or something like that. (laughs) But but then somebody, like, uh, you know, told me what the glory all was, and I was like, oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, uh, which is like, that is so funny. Was I like really in the chorus, like the glory hall, like 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 a typical turbo negro song, you know. That's fucking hilarious, man. Um, yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, kind of speaking of the the evolution of things, the, when did you know that? When did you kind of start to realize that you had a cool voice and could do this? Well, I started singing really, really early. Like my my. Uh, well, I, I I'm I kind of realize. I think I kind of realized it around. 12 or 13 because I I'm not really good at anything else uh, I'm I'm really bad at sports uh, I, I also have a limp because I have um, I have a disease that is weird it's like a, well we, we don't have to get too much into it but, but it's like I, I have a nerve problem I have less nerves in my feet than in my hands so like everybody was playing soccer and other sports and stuff but I I can't really do that, and I was kind of fat as a kid and stuff. So, so I kind of got into music instead. And my dad had a really good soul and blues collection, and also had a lot of like seventy stuff, you know, like Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. Sure, and, yeah. So I, I, I kind of was sitting around listening to Otis Redding, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, the band, Neil Young, all that stuff, and I, I kind of noticed that I was really good at. Uh, sounding like them and especially like van morrison and jim morrison jim morrison and sure. Otis redding was like guys that i i, I really like 
like the sound they made, like, you know, that natural distortion yeah. without pushing it too hard. Like, um, I always like singers like Otis Redding who can kind of distort their voices without punching them. Sure. I don't, I'm not too much into, like, the way, for example, James Hetfield sings, where he kind of over pushes the voice, but I like... Yeah. When you got that 60s natural distortion in your voice. So you sing soft, but when you're pushing through a certain point, you get that distortion. And I just wanted to sound like that. And I, I and then after a while you kind of find your own voice in it. And that was pretty early for me. So by 14 or 15, I was pretty good at singing already. And I, I also, my, my parents noticed and they put me in choir practice. And I actually also studied opera for really? one year after I, I ended um, what we will call college. So, okay. so, so then I went to, high, to uh, well, university for op opera for, for one year. But then I quit that because I wasn't really into classical music. But it was really good for the involvement of the voice, you know, to learn how to really use it in a proper way. The uh, whole uh, push from the diaphragm type thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, to, to use the stomach right. without hurting the voice and that type of stuff. And it really helped me when I, when I started touring with Greenleaf because singing rock songs every day for, for 16 dates, it's, it punches the voice a lot. So, 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 uh, yeah, that, it was really good. And I kind of know how to, you know, soften up the voice before you go on, go on the stage and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I, I basically, I've, I've always been singing. It's been my thing, sort of. Well, that's, I'm so. certainly fucking glad for it because you sound fucking great. Um, uh, thank you. <laughs> the, uh, you, you mentioned that, you know, obviously Greenleaf is the band. And I feel like I have to ask the obvious kind of stupid question here. Is Greenleaf referencing what we think it is? Oh, you mean, you mean uh, weed? Yes, indeed. <laughs> weed? <laughs> it's kind of funny because it isn't like that, actually. Because Daniel, who, who nowadays records the band, and, and told me they started Greenleaf, and they took the name from... A November song. November is like the 70s rock band from Sweden that sang in Swedish. But they had a, a song called Gröna Löb, which in English is Greenleaf. Uh, but we necessarily in Greenleaf don't smoke so much weed. And it isn't really a thing for us. Like, it happens, of course. And, you know, we get a lot of weed when we're touring because... Yeah, we named Greenleaf, <laughs> but, 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 and we play Stoner Rock, of course, so it's like, but, but, but it isn't about that, and, and sometimes we, when people ask this question, we actually joke, and we say, no, it's just another name for spinach. <laughs> Her favorite tea. I actually fucking, yeah. I, 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 you said the, the whole Stoner Rock thing there, and forgive me if you agree with it, but I fucking hate that term, dude. It is. It is labeled, yeah, yeah. so many yeah. great bands are labeled that, and it's not, it doesn't make any damn sense, but I'll, I'll get off my high horse and can continue the actual yeah, conversation yeah. No, here. but, 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 but I, I usually just say that we play heavy rock. Sure, and, yeah, that makes fucking and people, sense. Right. And, and people can label it what they want. And I, I mean, especially Greenleaf, 
isn't that much stoner rock anyway. So it's like it's more like about the groove. But, right. Um, but 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 I don't really care. I, I'm happy that the scene is growing so much now nowadays. Um, sure. Yeah. And and if if they like the term stoner rock, they can call it stoner rock. But it's also like. We're from Sweden, man. It's not so much about the desert, more about the snow in that right. case. So it's like, uh, so, so, so for me, it's, I don't really care too much about it, you know. I'm just, uh, I think everything is grounded in like some Sabathian tradition anyways with, with the old band, you know. Of course. It's just you're, you, you tune down and it sounds a little bit more muddy. It, it, maybe it should be called Mud Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Vehicle band name, right? Patent pending. Um, yeah. Now it sounds like a festival, Mud Mud Rock right. Festival. Everybody, come on down to Mud Rock. Yeah, uh, exactly. Somewhere in this part of the conversation, the first time we tried to do this, I got a a fun story out of you about uh, about the something to do with green M and M's and the writer when you guys play shows. Oh no no it's uh <laughs> yeah yeah it, it it's not M and M's it it's we have uh, we have uh, well we we basically have the basic stuff on our rider it's like we want a couple of cases of beer and then we always want either a a bottle of Jack Daniels or a bottle of of um, Jim Beam because we like to drink uh, Jack and Coke and then and then. If yeah, then it's like some meat. If there's a possibility, we'd like some cheese and some snacks and stuff. But we also have on our rider, we have socks. Socks <laughs> is what, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, because it's great, you know, because <laughs> the socks always smell after you play, and especially when we play, and especially when Tommy plays, because it's like a fucking like a whale after a show because he's sweating so much, and 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 we 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 just. Notice that it would be great if we could get fresh a fresh pair of socks. Some clean socks, sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we don't have to do laundry so often. It would be great. But but you know, nobody gives us socks. Everybody gives us drugs. Because nobody nobody would think that like a rock band wants a couple of white socks. Fucking socks, yeah. So 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 there's there's always this point. Before every show, where there's this guy, very often with dreadlocks or a huge beard, that comes up to me and he's like, "Yeah, here's your bag of socks." It's just a big pile of weed or something, you know. Bag of socks. Oh my god, dude! Somehow that story was even better the second time. That's fucking. So so I'm kind of thinking about for the writer, like writing. Really. After the socks, yes, yes, we really want socks. Actual Actual fucking socks. (laughs) Actual socks, you know, tube socks. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good, man. I oh man, I've been I've been waiting since June or July or whatever it was when we first had this conversation and it didn't work out to to try to have that conversation yeah. to just to hear that story again. And like I said, it was somehow better the second time. That's fucking great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's th- kind of a funny thing. Oh man, it's it's so good. Uh, speaking of live stuff, though. Um, has there ever been, you know, we're all for any other good tour stories or any shows where you look around thinking, holy fuck, I can't believe I'm playing with whoever. Um, j- just any kind of live reminiscence to help everybody remember what it was pre-COVID. Uh, 
well, there's a bunch of them, but but for me, it's like like in in cool stuff we've done and so on. It's like for for like things I'm proud of, or or, or also like I I was almost like, whoa, this is really cool. We we did a, a full full tour with Clutch in Europe a couple of years ago. Fuck yeah, and that was really cool because Clutch was already pretty big then, and we did we did like Brixton Academy for example, and that's like Woo. yeah, no, I know about Brixton people and a, a crazy big venue and that bunch of stuff. But the coolest thing for me was that was just hanging around those guys because they're they're so peculiar, you know. Like JP, for example, which is maybe the nicest guy of the band as well. I would say that's the drummer. He, he, you know, he practices every day, drums. Yeah, I've seen he the video. He has his own room on every venue, where, where, where there's this label saying JP's drum room, <laughs> and then he sits in that room for like two or three hours every day playing the same beat, and that was like. Fuck man, this guy can't get enough of drums. He is right. <laughs> crazy. He really is that's the show at a clutch guy. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's like that's so cool because I don't know how long they've been touring, but they've been touring constantly for maybe twenty years or something like that. Well, more than that, and, but sure. And yeah, more probably. And you know that discipline and still enjoying it so much. You know, and that. You know that you you kind of learn from those type of people, you know. Sure. Okay, this is the way you manage touring, and so I I think I I think I learned a lot from those guys. That's awesome, but then, man. Yeah, it's been some crazy stuff going on, but I'm not. I I don't I wouldn't say I'm not easily starstruck, but it's like yeah, you've been. I mean, I, I met my Matt Pike, and I, I met a bunch of cool people, but it's not like. Usually, it's the same, especially in this genre, with every mus- with all these musicians that they're just common, cool people, you know? Yeah. That is usually the way. Like, it's, and sometimes, yeah, you, you think it's really cool, but then when you start talking to them, with, it's just, we're all equals. Right. Sort of. This so is another dude. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, that's great about this genre. Right. Because it's also the same with the people coming to the shows. It's like everybody's kind of this big family. I love this with rock because I also play pop sometimes and uh, other types of music. And I've been playing jazz, you know, and some soul. And and that's really why you kind of stick somehow with this genre because it's so friendly, you know. Everything is so friendly with it. And everybody's so supportive to each other. and. It's not a big competition. It's more like, yeah, man, it's good for you that you're out playing and you're doing well. It's not like, because I, I kind of felt that way in pop, for example, or like indie rock. And there's much more competition going on and bullshitting, you know. No. And I, 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 I kind of not, I've never understand why. You know? it's, um, so, yeah, I love the genre in that way, that it's. It's so chilled, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh. You just go up and you do what you have to, sort of. And it's great. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like a ton of fucking fun. Um, yeah. Let Let's see here. Let's um, 
I, I've watched a few of you guys, we, and we referenced one of them earlier. Let's talk about your videos real quick. How yeah. how awkward do you feel, or not awkward, if that's the, if that's the case? Just just what is the experience of recording some of those videos? Like I've seen you as a spaceman in the tides video. I've I've seen the <laughs> the uh, good old goat video. It, just what is that experience? It's weird, <laughs> you know. And I, 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 they say that I'm kind of comfortable with it, but I'm not. Uh, like the other guys say, like, yeah, you have to do this, and <laughs> yeah, you, you you you're great with this type of stuff, and I'm like, yeah, but I I hate it sort of, but 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 I, you know I I love being on stage, but I I don't like to be filmed, but because fuck man, and what I don't what I hate is to watch it afterwards, yeah, because you get so conscious, yeah, you're like, is that what I look like? Oh. <laughs> Fuck, man. You know, so, 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 but, but, but I, I guess you get used to it, and and that's kind of a, it's an upside and a downside of being a frontman. You know, it's like, I guess in in most of the I have to do it sort of, and I just, but but most of the videos we recorded with Peter, and he's like really good with it because we're we're just laughing our way through it, you know. I've never felt like it's so serious, you know. It's just like, okay, you're gonna stand over there and you're gonna look like that, and then I try to stand over there and I, look, I try to look like that. And it's like, yeah, you're in a spacesuit now, and I'm just laughing because it's so fucking weird, you know. But but it's uh, it's just the way it is. Sure. But that's the fun thing about music; it takes you to strange places. Yeah. That space. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's uh, that weirdly, that's the the answer I kind of expected, but it's still really funny to hear it. Um, yeah, the, it, it, it's the same way sometimes when you're on stage in a country, you would think you would never set your foot in. You know, I remember I, we played in in Ukraine at some point in Kiev at this indoor festival, and we were headlining, and I was like. What the fuck am I doing in Ukraine? <laughs> well, it's awesome, you know. It, it's so weird what what happened. Yeah, really. What the strange? Fuck? <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. good stuff. Um, yeah. well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start trying to push this towards the end of the conversation. You've been fucking great, dude. This is fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and speaking towards wrapping things up, everybody's doing their Spotify rap things and all that fun stuff. Do you ever look at your streaming numbers and think, you know, A, what the hell, B, how the hell, C, why is that the song that everybody's listening to? Just just what is your reaction to some of the things that are, are related to being able to see so clearly the numbers of songs that are listened to versus albums and all that stuff? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think nowadays, because... For every album you do, especially with Greenleaf, since the following is, well, the fans are very true in Greenleaf. It's like most of most of the like we have a couple of really dedicated fans, and you kind of at some point you really want to make them happy for each album, but but at the same point it's all about you have to like it yourself. So I try to not look so much at what people 
seem to like and so forth. I if I'm like I listen a lot to the stuff we do while we do it, and if I can, I have this test with myself. Like if if I can listen to the song to a song two or three times in a row one morning, it's it's good to go. If I'm not happy with it after that, I'll try to do something different with it, you know? Sure. And I, I try to keep that all the time and not looking so much at the numbers. And before, I, I also I read a lot of reviews and stuff, but I've tried to stop doing that as well because in the end, it's you have to do music for yourself. It's not for anybody else. I, I'm really happy when people are enjoying it, of course. But, sure. But in the end, I think it's mostly for me, you know, because if if I'm not happy with it, there's no point. Yeah, if you're not happy it, with it, how's know? somebody else gonna be happy with it? Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, and with the numbers, I'm of course I'm, I'm now nowadays I'm, I'm pretty like I can be really happy with being like what the fuck. So all of our songs on Trails and Paths has passed a million streams now on Spotify. That's crazy, like right? That. And I, of course, I'm really proud about it. But I, I try to not overthink it. You know, it's just really cool. And yeah. at the same time, I can feel sometimes why, because because we were touring immensely for a couple of years, and we worked really, really hard to to get a. Uh, through, well, well, you have a certain point where you, when you hit past 200 or 300 people in the audience, and then you kind of, it's easy that you go straight to, okay, now I want to hit a thousand every, every day. Right. And you can get too caught up in that. But then after me and Tommy got kids at the same point, and now I, 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 I maybe I've gotten older or something, but now I kind of, am also pretty satisfied with where we are you know i'm really happy that we get a couple of hundred for each show and i hope it will continue that way rather than hoping that everything will grow bigger all the time because then i think you're on a path that might this always dissatisfy you if you know what i mean sure yeah that you you you're not you're never complete, sort of. And maybe that's a good thing if you want to continue to grow. But why should you? I mean, you need to be happy at some point. And no. I think Greenleaf is like a steam train nowadays. That's just, as as long as you put coal in it, it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking excellent analogy. I really like that. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, being happy with what you're doing and not just always trying to push for something bigger. All of this seems to fit really well with what you guys are doing, and and the sound comes out, uh, you know, honest. Yeah, I mean, we 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 will always try to write our best, but but yeah, people will always have a different opinion. That's funny because in the German, it's always the same thing, and we play a lot of Germany, of course, because that's the way you do it if you're if you're from Europe, and it's it's always funny. You always have this German guy coming. I don't like the al- I don't like the last album. <laughs> I, I really, I really liked the album before, and then, and then you record a new album, 
and you come back and the same guy comes up to you after the show by the merch table and he goes, I don't like the new album, <laughs> but I liked the album before. What the hell? And it's like, yeah, but that's what you said with the album before this. <laughs> right? And it's, uh, that, that's just the way it goes. People Sometimes it needs to grow on people, you no know? Way. It's, it's weird. Sure, yeah. We we've had conversations uh, with with a few other bands that kind of uh, like Elder was saying something similar where they would go out yeah. on tour and would have people come up to them saying I really can't get into the new album and then they go on tour for the next album and it's I really like the last album but I can't get into the new album <laughs> right it's always fighting against the new it seems like no, so. it's, it, it's yeah fighting and against you against and, and, and that's what I mean you can't really listen to them because then you won't make new music right 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 and. What's what's the point then? Should you make the old album again? No. I mean, just listen to the old album if you like the old album. Exactly. I don't care. Right. <laughs> right. You're still listening to my song, so I win either way. That's right, German motherfucker. Take that. And and, and and I mean, if you did stuff like that, then we wouldn't get fucking albums like Echoes from a Mass, and that would be a damn tragedy. Arvid, um... We, we, uh, I want to give you just a second here before we do the goofy-ass way that we end these interviews. I know that you've got other projects like Pools going on. Do you want to talk about them real quick? Yeah. yeah sure. Pools is kind of... Pools is a result of, of me not playing live for one year and uh, feeling like shit. So, okay. so Very Pools, concise. I, 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 I kind of felt... I, I felt for a while that I wanted to sing... Um, a different type of music where I can use the voice a little bit more. You know, rock is, is really good to sing and you can use the voice in many ways there too. But I wanted to do something that was a little bit more soulful and, uh, yeah, less heavy. And and then I have I, I, I have a studio in Stockholm, which I drive with a friend, uh, Frederick, and we started pools as a result of that. And I wrote a lot of, a bunch of personal lyrics and then we made music together for it and uh and yeah and the pools albums became the result and now we're also playing a little bit live not as much as greenleaf but uh i will try to push a little bit with that project as well for 221 and we've been uh doing a couple of shows in germany and some we will play some in sweden next year as well but it's like a really fun thing that I have with a bunch of my musician friends that also had a lot of time uh, during the COVID period. Sure. Because most of them play a lot otherwise. And it was also like really nice for me because I could chose the guys I wanted because everybody was non-occupied. You know? Right. Everybody's <laughs> just kind of hanging so, around. Because, because usually when you're looking for great musicians, they're always not available because they... They're so uptight with other stuff. But during COVID, everybody was available. So I could kind of pick the ones I wanted. And I'm really <laughs> happy that he wanted to play. And uh, so, so now I have this as kind of a side project, Greenleaf. Greenleaf will always be like the main focus, at least for now. But, but, but yeah, Pools is like a, it's like a gateway for me to... Because I have, I have this love for pop and soul music. And and pools is kind of my output to that to that type of styles that I also like, except rock, you know. Sure. So. Yeah, no, and it, and I I I was listening to it uh, just the other day, and it, it's certainly pretty cool, and it hits all the niches that you're talking about there. Um, 
Yeah. Ar- Arvid, we, we really appreciate your time today. We're going to take all of the smart and fun things that you've been saying for the past however long at this point, and we're going to ruin it by talking all the dumb shit that we do to end these fucking conversations. So I hope you're ready yeah. for some idiocy because we are going to provide it. Brian? Oh, great. All right. Great. First thing here is a rapid fire. Did we get to this on the last time? I don't think we did. No. Okay. All right. So it'll be your first time hearing it. Good. All right. So two choices. You just pick whichever one you prefer better. You ready? Okay. All right. Yes. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Toilet paper. Under or over? What? (laughs) Under or over? Yeah, the way it's on the roll. Toilet paper. Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I pull it down. Right. So okay, that's, that's over. over. That's over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Beatles or but the Stones? You, you, is, is the guy still pulling it under? Yes. <laughs> well, then you have Clint, the other guy on this shitty podcast, who just doesn't care. There's no method to his, his toilet paper. Put the damn toilet paper on the roll. It's like the only oh, yeah, thing. That's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's actually true. Sometimes <laughs> I just have the roll by the side. I, 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 you just pick it up. I'm kind of a <laughs> loose person, so I just I don't even have it on, on the, the roll. <laughs> place where you where you should put it. <laughs> Would you have a third option or sink? So, so in, can I say in the middle? In the middle. That's All right. Probably most correct. That's, yeah. It's also a first. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Beatles or the Stones? The Beatles. Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Beer or liquor? Here. Marvel or DC? <laughs> if you're into comic books, Marvel or DC? Neither is also acceptable. Ah, uh, DC. DC. That's okay. Batman, right? Correct. <laughs> Woods or yeah. ocean? I think I know this. Woods. Yeah. Lumberjack. Lumberjack guy. guy yeah. Uh, fall or spring? Spring. And the final sausage or. Yeah, sausage links or patties? Oh. Yep. Told you. All types are good. <laughs> I really love sausage. Uh, uh, Got to pick one, man. Uh, it's, it's the finding moment uh, right uh, 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 yeah, yeah, This is a hard one, but my, my, my favorite sausage... I, 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 okay, this is the thing. I really <laughs> like sausage, and I really like different types of sausage. <laughs> but my favorite sausage is a salpicha. And it's a Spanish. No, it's an Italian sausage, and that's on links. So All say right, links, there we go. Links, it is. Links, it is. Links, it is. Uh, Arvid, again, you've been fucking great today, man. We've really enjoyed this. We're going to get you out of here on the uh, a question that's never been asked before. So this will be the first time you've ever heard it or any variation of it. So I hope you're prepared. Or any variation. Yeah. <laughs> you get sent to an island, yeah. all by yourself. And you get to take one album with you for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. What is that album? Oh, and I hate these questions. Yeah. It's so fucking hard to choose. Okay, but for the rest of my life. All of it. Um, okay. There is this album uh, which I always enjoy listening to. And... Uh, it doesn't annoy me in any way. You know, there is a bunch of great albums that I also could pick, but there's something, there's always something that would annoy me after a while. But with this album, the melodies are so good and the way they play, and also it's uh, instrumental, which is 
important for me because after a while I just tend to overthink the voice. So uh, I think Jan Johansson with Jas for Svenska. That's that's Jeff in Swedish. It's okay. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's the greatest jazz piano player from Sweden, and he plays old folk songs on piano in a jazzy way. Sort of. It's okay. a great, great album. I, uh, it's also extremely well recorded. So yeah. I'm going to ask you yes, to re- me on, you want some. That yeah. one. That's yeah. a, that's exactly what whatever that is. Right. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh for a third time, you've been great today, man. I'm really glad we were able to have this conversation. And I'm recording. I am actually recording. <laughs> I so, fucking this, promise. You, I you promise. Sure? This, I'm is, sure. this is this is going to work this time. Um <laughs> so, just so it said here, yeah, yeah. uh they've got the Greenleaf has the upcoming tour with Truck Fighters and Asteroid. I believe that starts in like April. Exactly. Uh all right. So uh, that it's is a the, European it starts, tour. It starts in the end it starts in the end of March. End of March. And uh, uh, go go and ends in the middle of April. And is a And it, then uh, there's a bunch of festivals in fe- the summer. Festivals and some more shows coming. It, and they're they're not announced yet. So, Ooh, yeah. suspense. So festivals, the tour, all this fun stuff coming up. Fucking fingers crossed that they all happen, and fingers crossed that you end up in America here soon, so that we can come see you. Because yeah, that, I really hope so, man. We gotta we gotta make that happen soon. But, that would but be great. We, we we are working on it. We are working. Arvid, this has been great, man. We love you. Thanks again for talking with us. Again. Thank you. It was great, great talking to you. Have a good one. Say bye. Oh, you're waiting on me. Yeah. Um, wow, that was a lot of fun. Uh, he, uh, it, this has been referenced a bunch of times at this point. We, we've, we had like most of the conversation with him back in the summer, and I know I think I, I noticed like halfway through I was just like, holy shit, stop, stop the presses, this motherfucker. I, I didn't fix a setting in the software, so it wasn't recording. Through the mixer, it was recording through the laptop, is what it was. So it looked right. like it was recording. I could see waves showing up, but then I realized these waves are really, really bad. There's got to be a reason, and because it was recording through my laptop. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I remember that now too. Um, and I'm glad you remember. But anyways, he was clearly worth the wait because that was a lot of fun. Um, I feel so bad. He, it, well, like I said, I think I think it worked out. Uh, we're going to play their song, Good God, I Better Run Away, because I really like it a lot, and it's fucking good, and it's off the album that is, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Again, we're going to do the top five of the year after this, uh, so stay tuned if you want to for that. Until then, here's Good God, I Better Run Away.
All right. So back from that, and uh, clearly, can I? I just want to say something real quick about no, the, their can't. music in that genre. It is nice to have people that can play songs like that that don't have to be nine minutes fucking long. Sure. When I was listening to on the way here, I'm like, oh, like I, I, I can't really stand super long songs. And noticing that they were like three and four minutes, I was like, this is refreshing. Yeah, they get in, they get out, <laughs> they right. do the job, they do it right. It's fucking great. Um, anyway, spoiler: we're going to talk about the album here in just a couple minutes. Uh, so, do you want to talk about any album that no. stood out to you for the year? No, I mean, None. I don't have the, I don't have the mental capacity for remembering shit like this because you're an idiot. Yeah, I just don't. I just, I mean, of course, you know, the Mastodon album is fine, but I mean, if you want to, if you want to throw out some albums that I should remember, sure, but I don't. Jira. Yeah, that was a great one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I listened to that all the fucking time. Just listened to that this week. So, yeah. There you go. There, that's probably my, could be my album of the year right there. Sure. You're awful. But, no, but I no, love one, you. no one cares what I think. They all want to hear what you No, nobody cares what You're I You're the only one with an opinion on Nobody this cares what I think either. That's why nobody <laughs> listens to this fucking thing. But anyways, um, <clears throat> so speaking of the Mastodon, we're going to lead off with that because I've been thinking fucking super hard about it. Gojira... That Gojira album is great, and the song The Storm is probably my song of the year because that fucking thing just rips, and I love it, and the drums are insane. But I think my honorable mention for the year is Mastodon with Hush and Grimm. Hey, that's not what's listed here. I know you it's not. I've been thinking it. so damn hard about this. It it It's that lull there in the middle where they go a couple slower type songs. As it, an album, it's not great. It, it it loses me for a minute, but the songs that are great are, are good, fucking yeah. great, dude. Shit like Eyes of Serpents and Gigantium and uh, More Than I Can Handle or whatever it's called. The songs that are great are so fucking badass, but it, it just loses me for spots. But it is still Mastodon, so it is still fucking great. And like like I told senses. you, it's good filler and when you listen to all the albums uh, and the shuffled way that I do sure, Mastodon. Yeah, yeah. It, it's added something in that form, but as I start to finish, it fucking completely lost. I, I get that it's it's processing the, the, the loss of their manager dude that they were yeah. that they love. Yeah. yeah. And but I, I think that, that dude and like pushing the tides is like just that song is so fucking badass. I think if that dude were around, he would have told them, guys, we need more songs like this. Yeah, exactly. We need more songs. We need a couple more fucking rippers in here. Um, moving from that, I would say number five for the year. I'm going to go with Saren. You can't go back because if you know me, you know I love some fucking post-metal, and that was clearly the post-metal album of the year. It had has strong ISIS vibes with, uh, a, a more evolved approach, I guess, maybe. Evolved is the wrong word when you're trying to compare Modern. to ISIS. No, huh. not even that. It's just, what what I'm trying to say is that it's clearly not ISIS, but it does have ISIS vibes. And it, but it is just all of the fucking heavy. It is ridiculous. And it is so good, and I love me some post-metal, and that motherfucker nails it. Uh, four... I'll give to King Buffalo with the Burden of Restlessness. I know they just released the uh, the second of the three albums, uh, and, and it is also really good, but the Burden of Restlessness, I've listened to that damn thing so many times this year. It's one of those albums that is heavy, but isn't trying to, isn't trying to push to you that, look, listen, we are heavy. <laughs> this is, listen, watch. Look what I can do. This is heavy. 
it, it's it's got these grooves and these rhythms and the, it, it drones, but it just does all of the right things at all of the right times. Every time, like Spotify will play, you go through the album and another song, it, it does the that album radio afterwards. And a lot of times it'll start with another song from that album. And sometimes I don't even catch it because the whole damn thing flows together so fucking well. It's just like one big experience. And it's it's just so good. It, I, I fucking love it, man. Uh, third is going to go to the aforementioned Greenleaf. Echoes from a Mass. It's, I, it, this is such an accessible, but in that clutch vein, I hate the fucking stoner rock thing, but whatever, if that's the genre that everybody can agree with. It, they're just great songs. You can tell that dude is processing a lot. They are heavy in a, a lot of ways, sometimes musically, sometimes lyrically, sometimes combined. They're great songs. It's one of those things that is. I get excited about a different song almost every time I listen to it, and especially after listening to him talk about it, 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 it makes me even more excited about it. Two is going to go to the Converge, Chelsea Wolf, Rodsky. Holy shit. That, so the, now I know what one is. Right. I know. Wow. I know. And I'm going to address it that way. It, it's volume. But anyways, two is that that's, that fucking album has such a vibe. It's so creepy and weird and heavy and varied. It is. Does the name... Is it saying that there's going to be another one they're working on? Is Blood like- Mood 1, yeah, Blood Mood 2, allegedly. Like, this whole thing, I don't, I I know that you don't know this because you don't keep track of shit. But I'll say it anyways because I'm hoping that people that listen to this know this to some degree. This actually started live. They played some of this shit live or played songs together live in like 2016, 18, something like that, a few years ago. And it's been like a thing that it was allegedly going to get picked up and keep going. And obviously they've finally actually done it. And it's fucking brilliant, man. It is the three song run that is uh, failure and Scorpion's thing. And Damon is as good a three song run as anybody could ever fucking hope to have. Those songs are so fucking great. It the chorus to failure and just the creepy western vibe to Scorpion Sing and Damon is just a fucking monster. God damn, that album is badass. And <laughs> kind of eye rolled uh, already by Brian vocally. My album of the year is the Chevelle album, Naratas or however you. It, it stands for none of this is real. This is all simulation or something like that. Nothing. Nothing is real. This is oh, all this simulation. Is I've listened to that fucking thing so many times. I almost listened to that album as much as I listened to Clutch this year. What was your uh, What was your comparison that they're Tool songs but played on the guitar? Yeah, yeah. it's it's <laughs> the bass lines played on guitar. It's 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 the best Tool album in fucking years. <laughs> and and I, there's only two of them or something, right? Uh, it's the best Tool album in years. I love it. It's fucking great, dude. Uh, like the dog knows how excited Clint is right now. It came running into the room. <laughs> we're we're ready for butt scratches. It it's I I I mean I've liked Chevelle for a long time. I haven't been able to get into a lot of their newer stuff. I I kind of went into this album with an eye roll, thinking this is something I'll skip through and not give a shit about. 
Um, and, you know, 675 listens later, I still fucking love it. I couldn't stand the slow song that's right there in the middle. That fucking emo sound and bullshit. Now, I even like that fucking thing. I love that fucking album. Was it's it your crazy. most listened of the year? No. Or did it come out too late? To... It was No, it came out in like March. It was clearly in the running. So it, what was your yeah, top listened album of the year? Uh, album, it was that. But band was Clutch. Oh. Uh, clearly. Because it's always Clutch. <laughs> Is it really? Every yes, year? every fucking year. Every year, it's always Clutch. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's what I got. I, I'm, I'm almost ashamed too, but... I'm not because it I'm gonna be ashamed, I'm man. gonna turn that fucking thing on and every song is still gonna hit. You're telling me that right. album's better than the Goodyear album. Yeah, I, I will yeah. take it every time. I've listened to it way fucking more and I enjoy it way more. Part of my problem with the Goodyear album is they kind of I, I don't mean this directly, but I'm gonna use the comparison since it's what we're talking about. They kind of tried to go Chevelle. That album is nowhere near as fucking heavy as Goodyear could be. They tried to tone down a little bit. They did like a, a Lamb of God Wrath type thing where they wanted to bring in more people. And it still works. It's still a great album. I'm just, you know, give me From Mars to Sirius if we're talking good year. It, but it is still a fucking great album. I, I'm not actually bitching about it. Um, I think that's it, right? I guess so. It's been a this lot of me we're talking. we're going to end the fucking year Clint of talking about Chevelle. About giving Chevelle the album of the year. Now I kind of wish I did my own album of the year so I could <laughs> not end this way. It's so bad. That's what you get, you so piece bad. of shit. I think I listened to that album one time and I said, you can have that. No. <laughs> whatever, man. I but love it. Anyways. Well, have a good whatever holiday you're going to celebrate. Amen to that. Uh, we'll see you guys in 2022. 2022? Maybe. Maybe, probably. I, it, uh, so, yeah. If Lou doesn't kill Clint by then. Well, we'll see. She's going to have to get in line. <laughs> Thanks again to Arvid of Greenleaf. Uh, they're awesome song. Um, uh, thanks, again, thanks again and always to Brimminghorn for being fucking awesome. Review us on iTunes. Follow us on the socials as long as the socials are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter because I can't do any of the other fucking things. TikTok is right But I shouldn't say that because there'll be young people listening. <laughs> this is your part, Brian. Bye.